the GM on ESPN 1025. The game, Floyd, it's Wednesday. So do you know what Wednesday means now, this year on the Jared and the GM show? What does it mean? It means it's Marcus Mariota approval poll time. And I would like to start the show off by saying score one for the old coach. Because, Floyd, you said yesterday, after he polled at an all-time low, and by all-time low, I mean the four weeks we've been doing the poll, he scored at an all-time low last week at 29%. And after the Falcons game, I thought he might get back into the 50s, you know, so on and so forth. And the old coach, Floyd Reese, you you said what number did you say or what area did you say you thought he'd be back in after the win over the Falcons? Uh, I think I said 60s. 62%. There you go. For Marcus Mariota, get in on the poll at Jared Stillman on Twitter, and you can vote for the poll. 62% of the Twitter poll says that Marcus Mariota, they do approve of Marcus Mariota as the Titans quarterback. 23% still say no. I call that the Cedric division. And uh, 15% say they have no opinion. So Mariota, 29, 29 last week, 62 so far this week. And my thing on this is the Tennessee Titan fans, and I'm sure this is every fan base, but it really feels like you have to be the ficklest fans in the NFL to go from 29% one week from 74% a month ago to 29% to 62% where we are right now on the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Welcome to the NFL. This is the way it is. I mean, that that's embarrassing, though. <laughs> it happens everywhere. Unless, you're, unless your quarterback's name is Tom Brady or Drew Brees or one of those kind of guys. I mean, somebody that's proven. You've got a track record. And they can look at the track record and they can say, yeah, it was a bad game. But, I mean, if you don't have that going for you, then, you know, they kind of go however the game goes. But what, when you're going to be up, you lose, you're going to be down. What gets me on this, though, is my opinion of Marcus didn't change because of the Falcons game. I mean, I was surprised to see him be as effective as he was in the Falcons game. And I was glad to see the big plays. But it wasn't like I, I now think Marcus is going to take the Titans to the Super Bowl because they beat Atlanta, a, an Atlanta team that's probably a mess. And that doesn't mean that I have a ton of optimism or hope for Marcus this week against Buffalo. I mean, Tom Brady scored 16 points on that Buffalo team last week. No, no. Tom scored zero. They blocked the The punt. defense and the special teams scored 16. Okay. Tom scored zero. Okay, so... It, and, in fact, has scored zero for the last three games he's ta- played him. And so what's that tell you about Marcus this week against Buffalo? It tells you they're pretty good on defense. Who, by the way... For sure. Marcus went to Buffalo last year and delivered you the football game. For all of his faults, and a lot of people were mad at him after that game because, as we have learned with the Marcus Mariota approval poll, when they played at Buffalo last year, Marcus gave you a chance to win the game. He put the ball in Nick Williams' hands, and he dropped it for a touchdown. You're, you're Nick Williams. Taewon Taylor fumbled the ball. Deion Lewis <laughs> fumbled the ball. And so the Titans went to Buffalo and lost, and Marcus's stats were awful, and everyone got mad at Marcus. It didn't have anything to do with Marcus. And that's why I'm looking at the Buffalo game, and I, I'm looking at the, what is uh, 62 minus 29? Whatever number that is, we, you know, the Jared and the GM math is not, you know, the best math to do on the air. 
But whatever percentage that is, 62 minus 29 is 33. That 33% of you last week that didn't like the quarterback, who likes the quarterback now, just get ready for whatever happens against Buffalo. Because just because he played well against Atlanta is no guarantee that he's going to play well against Buffalo this week. A Buffalo team, I think, that has a much better defense, much more physical defense, and who is playing really, really well, unlike Atlanta, who is not playing really, really well. So it's funny because, to your point, Floyd, about the fickleness of fans in the NFL, but, I mean, Titan fans might be setting a record with how they feel about this quarterback. But the, the, all those those 33%, they're going to get mad at Mariota after this week against Buffalo, no matter what, even if they win. Because if they win, Marcus will throw for 189 yards, and you'll win 9-3, and people will throw a fit because that's what they do. And I'm just here to say, like, hey, get ready for you to not like what you see from the quarterback against Buffalo because that's how darn good the Buffalo Bills are. Sounds like you're protecting him a little bit. Me? Year five. He's got to step up. Tom Brady can't score He's on this team. He's got to step up. Tom is it's in year 20 and he can't score on Buffalo. To step up. Time. He can do it. I know he can. He needs to step up. Be the man. Lead the troops. Tom Brady did not score against this team last week. To your point. With New England. He did not score. Right. And so I, I just want the, you know... I don't know how you can let a Buffalo game. I mean, if Marcus throws five picks, that's one thing. Oh, yeah, that better not. That, but but just I'm just telling you, if Marcus goes out there, throws for 189 yards, you lose by a field goal, everybody's going to want to cut the quarterback. And I'm just telling you right now, I mean, even Vrabel kind of mentioned it the other day when he made that slick comment about, you know, I've noticed there aren't as many fire the quarterback questions today. Clearly Vrabel's talking about that. You know, Vrabel's saying to them, like, oh, yeah. So I guess he played better now, so all you guys will get off his rear end. And that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, if you're a fan today, if you're part of the 62% that believes in, that approves of Marcus Mariota as the starting quarterback, then just be ready for what you're going to see Sunday because it ain't going to be what you saw last Sunday against Atlanta. And that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm expecting it to be. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. I am, too. You are full it of hot air. It is time you... for him. If we're going to make a run at this thing, if we're going to get on a roll, this is what you need to do. You need to be able to play at a certain level every week. It's what we've been preaching for four years. And now we're in the fifth year, and this is a great opportunity to take that step up. Take reach the next level, and if we can do that, then you know you maybe got a chance to get on a roll and win a couple, and that's that's what you're hoping for. So to me, this is where we have to separate the difference between team and QB, and that is again, if he throws for 187 yards and no touchdowns, and you win a rock fight, you win 12, 10. Great. The fans aren't going to feel that way. Oh yeah, no, they won't. If we win, they'll be fine. They will be sitting, okay, what if you lose a rock fight? 13-12, just like you did at Buffalo last year. We cannot lose. That's not an option. But again, you're sitting there just saying, so you are putting all of the onus to beat the Buffalo Bills on the starting quarterback in the Tennessee Titans. I didn't say that at all. That's exactly what you said. No, no. I didn't say that at all. I said this is a chance for them to take a step forward. This is a chance for them to put a few together. T, we're there. Them. them. The discussion is him, and now you you went from him to them. Well, he's the leader. He's the guy. 
He's the guy that's going to control this whole thing. And it's time for him to step up. He's got to be the man. He's going to be the guy that, that we're all looking to. Doesn't mean he has to go out and throw for 300 yards. We've never asked him to do that. All we say is, you know, go out and get yours. Don't mess it up. Let the defense play their game. Let us run the ball. Do all those things. I mean, it's not. There's, I'm not taking it away from anybody else. But let's face it. I mean, this is, you know, this is a big year for him. Time for he's got to be stepping up. I don't disagree that it's a big year. I don't disagree that he's got to play better than he has played overall. But, again, Buffalo has the second-best defense in the NFL. They are number two through one-fourth of the season. They are the second-best defense in the National Football League. And so I think that this is going to be, if you win, it's going to be an ugly game, and his stats are going to be horrible. It'll be an ugly game. And his stats are not going to be. He's not throwing for 350 and two touchdowns. I don't care. Just do something to help us win. I mean, that's. I just want the win. Like putting the I ball don't in care the guy's bread the basket for a touchdown that would win the game? Uh-huh. Like any, he did last year and the guy dropped it? Any of that it. kind of stuff. Your guy, Nick Williams. I don't know what the heck he's even doing here. Well, he's not here anymore. No, thank God, after that game. But again, this Buffalo team is second in total defense. They are fifth in points allowed. They're a great defense. Marcus is, Marcus's stats are not going to be good on Sunday. And I, I mean, I look at it like I expect, you know who I expect to have all, I can't believe I'm saying this. Let me, let me phrase this the right way. You know who I would not be surprised if is the most important player on the Titans this weekend? More important that? than the quarterback? Who is that? The punter. <laughs> I think there's a legitimate chance that the punter wins you this football game. Like, I believe that, 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 that field position is that important in this football game against Buffalo coming up that the punter might actually be more important than the quarterback. I'm not going to go in there and say today that the punter's more important yeah, than the quarterback, me, but I will tell you. Let me reassure you the punter will not be more as important as our punter is, and, and I would agree with you, as important as the punter's going to be. When you have a guy that touches the ball every single snap of a football game, he will be more important. Well, you know what it sounds like to me. What? Sounds like you're putting the onus on Mariota to win the game. Story. I just told you he's the guy. He's the leader. He's the guy that's got to be, got to get everybody up, get everybody ready for this thing. I mean, this is we're t- we're tired of messing around with this Buffalo team. Every time we play them, the last few couple of years, they come in here and it's close and ugly, and they kick our butts, and we're that we're done with that. Well, you beat them before this, but I know what you mean. Yeah. And that I mean, time was they we went have there. We lost and... more to a rotten Buffalo team than maybe any every year. It's a, That's been the example. Well, you go out and you beat New then you lose to Buffalo. You know, it seems like every year that's kind of the team that, you know, how do you show you're really in the dregs? You lose to Buffalo. So it's they, time they for lost us to, to Buffalo once. step up. They've lost to Buffalo once. No, I don't care. So you're saying I mean, every year we lose to Buffalo. So I said after every one time last year, year we use the Buffalo as an example of a team that that when you want to say, okay, you beat New England, that's really, really good. But then you lose to Buffalo. Yeah, and the year before I mean, it was Arizona, San Francisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the year before I mean, somebody else. So we need to get but past Buffalo's all that. Not, but I'll say Buffalo's not that bad. They're not a bad team. They are not a bad team. So let's get it started. Let's get the phone. 615-737-1025. 615-737-1025. Floyd is putting the onus, in my opinion, 
on Marcus Mariota. Don't put words in my mouth. I said in my opinion. I, well, don't 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 even say it that way because they don't hear the in my opinion stuff. All they hear is what comes out of your mouth. So we just need to be careful how we phrase that. So whatever you want to interpret what Floyd has said for the last 13 minutes. <laughs> there you as, go. There you go. 615-737-1025. 615-737-1025. Mariota pulling at 62% on Twitter at Jared Stillman uh, for the Marcus Mariota approval poll. And the question again here is if you're part of the 33% that changed your mind, I'm just telling you, get ready for Buffalo this week because it is it's going to be night and day. Can't play scared. 615. We're not playing scared. 615. We're going in there to kick butt. 615-737-1025. He's on one today. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. Coming up next, Mariota's stats. couple of numbers that just shock you. Especially if you're a Mariota hater. Jared of the GM, live from the wholesaling studio, powered by RumbleOn.com. It's ESPN 1025, the game. Speaking of ball security, how much pride do you take in the fact when you hear the stat zero interceptions through four games? I don't, honestly, I don't think about a whole lot of stats. I just do my best to, to execute. Uh, I do know, you know, the turnover margin is a huge indication of how well your team does. And, you know, if I can take care of the football and give our guys chances and opportunity to make plays, uh, it'll give us chances and opportunities to score points and win games. I do love when players say, oh, I don't care about stats. I understand you don't care about stats, Marcus, but not throwing interceptions, I think it's kind of a big deal. Again, the Marcus Mariota approval poll is up on Twitter. 62% of the people approve of Mariota as the Titans quarterback. That is up from 29% last week. And so that's a difference of 33% that Mariota is up. And again, it's after his game against the Falcons. The Bills have the second-best defense in the league. The Bills held Tom Brady and New England absolutely in check on Sunday. And if it wasn't for a blocked kick, Buffalo probably, probably wins that game. And yet, the GM is putting it on Marcus, in my opinion, from what I have heard him say, is putting it on Marcus. When I, I will say this. I'm watching Detroit play Kansas City, the most prolific offense in the NFL. Detroit shut them down. Does that mean you're scared to death to play Detroit? No. It's not what it means. If you're playing Detroit this weekend, you're saying, we got to go out and beat Detroit's butt. I don't care what happened with Mahomes and Kansas City versus Detroit. And I think that's what we're saying here. Same deal. He calls me the flip-flopper, Ian. What would have happened if I came on today and said, Buffalo sucks, I expect Marcus to do double what he did against Atlanta. Yeah, you can't have any of that. No. <laughs> Floyd would have none of that. What would, Floyd, would Floyd be saying, they're the second best defense in the league? They would say, he would say they have Frank you think, Gore. You he's Marcus still running. Mariota, Marcus Mariota. You and Marcus. We don't even know if this guy's any good. They held the greatest quarterback of all time to 16 points last week. We got we to play with some confidence. It's time. We're two and two. It's the only way we're going to get out of this rut. Okay, fine. Then I changed my mind. Titans by 50 on Sunday. Slow it down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to your phone. 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM uh, again. Oh, before we go to the phones, though, I I love how I asked Marcus, you know, how important is it you haven't thrown an interception? Marcus, well, you know, turning the ball over, it's always important to not turn the ball over. Uh, Yeah, Marcus, but, like, is it something you 
focused on? Is it, you know, it's a uh, – and honestly, I'll be, I, I think the reason he hasn't thrown an interception so far is just pure luck. Not that he's been trying to throw interceptions, but I don't think he's been trying not trying to throw interceptions either. I just well, think the other team hasn't happened to yeah, intercept I mean, him. Nobody goes in trying to throw an interception. So, I mean, they go in there. And and truth is, most – in fact, not most. I would say all interceptions are a result of of missed something. You know, quarterback misread, receiver run a wrong route, uh, receiver tips a, a pass he should have caught, uh, ball is thrown and a defensive lineman tips the ball at the line of scrimmage and it goes up in the air and it's intercepted. I mean – you know, nobody goes out there and, and plans on or tries to throw interceptions. So most of the time it's because something screwed up, something, some kind of mistake happened. Well, they've had a lot of mistakes this year. One of them just hasn't happened to be him throwing an interception, which yeah, honestly really. is the only reason that you had a chance to win Indianapolis and Jacksonville was still kind of close late only because you weren't throwing interceptions. I mean, he starts throwing interceptions, those games become blowouts. Well, yeah. I mean, the the truth is... And I don't know. I haven't looked at the stats this week. I don't know if we're leading the league in turnovers. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we're leading in in plus minus, but I'm not sure we're leading in term, turnovers. But there's certainly nobody better than than we are in giveaways. And so, you know, if you can maintain that, we, you know, we we're up plus seven, plus eight, wherever we are. And and that's really good and, and very likely leads the league. And yet we may only have half as many turnovers as somebody else in the league, but we're not giving it up. So that's a giant plus. Titans are number two. Chicago and New England are plus six. Tennessee's plus five. Plus five. Plus five. I thought we had only plus five. Plus five. We got four interceptions. And I know uh, we've... Yeah, four interceptions. I know the we got more against, than one fumble. The fumble against Atlanta. Landry, Landry's caused two fumbles we've recovered on our own. I thought Case, Brissett might have fumbled Case, once, too. No, uh, Brissett did fumble, but then the one that Landry caused in Cleveland, they kept. And then, yeah, they kept that. Well, he's caused a couple. And what Casey's gotten one, I know that. Yeah, I'm not thinking. The other one Landry caused was when Brissett tried to throw it and just lost the ball. Brissett had those two stupid turnovers, the one he threw right to Logan Ryan and then the one where he was, like, trying to tuck the ball in but then didn't, and then the ball came out of his hand. So you got a Dory's fumble. The only the only turnover I can think of that the Titans have had is the Adoree fumble. That's the only... Now Casey got a fumble sometimes. I'm talking about the turnover that they have committed. The only one I can think of is Adoree's fumble. So Casey got one. And then you've got your four interceptions, so that's five. Right. So then give Landry one of his, your six, minus the Adore fumble. Now you're at five. Okay. Let's go to your phones. Let's go to Bob, who's going to kick us off today on Jared and the GM. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, how you doing? Good. The Titans should win this game 20-10 to 10 because Buffalo has played no one except for the Patriots yet this year. They should blow them out, spread the offense, 2010 final. That is exactly not a reason why you should win a game. Thank you for the it, it sounds like he might be a supporter. I mean, it sounds like he's a got a little Buffalo I, in him. But the idea to sit there and say, "Well, Buffalo's played nobody, so the Titans should win by double digits." I'm not. I'm not buying into that. Now, if if it's Cincinnati and you're telling me the Titans should win by double digits, okay, they played nobody too, and they're zero and four. So I'll give you that. 
But I am not going to look at the fact that Buffalo's played nobody this year and say, well, you know, that would be a reason to think that their number two defense might not be the number two defense in the league. But it doesn't mean that they're the number 32 defense in the league because they haven't played anybody great except for the greatest quarterback who ever lived, and they shut his rear end down too. Right. But, I mean, that's – I mean, bottom line is we got to go and win this game. Just absolutely that simple. Well, we'll get to that later in the week. Let's go to Trey, who's up next on Mariota. What's up, Trey? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So I think the issue here is that, Jared, you need another category on your poll. You're like painting people in the corners here and making them approve or making them disapprove. And the fact of the matter is the GM brought it up earlier, and he said – it's, it's time to start seeing some consistency out of Mario. I'm not that, that's why there is a no opinion option. That's not no opinion, though. My opinion is, is that the jury's still out. It's not no opinion. It's that his job is on the line. When it was playing ball in school, you know, it, it, you're, you never had a secure job. You had to go out and, and, and provide every week, at least to a certain level, like the GM said, and, and know that you're going to play it to a certain level. You don't always have to kill it, but you can't. You know, just be inconsistent and expect your job to be secure. Tom so, what, so what would job. you vote now? What would you vote? Yes, no, or no opinion? I mean, say, since you have already said that no opinion means that the jury's still out, that's what I would vote. Okay, so basically, but that's not what I think. No opinion means. Okay, so thank you for your call. This is essentially how they how they judge presidents. I am using a presidential approval poll, which is what they do to judge whether or not you approve of the job the president is doing. Do you approve? Yes, no, no opinion. If you have not made up your mind yet, that is no opinion for the president or for the quarterback. In this case, it's the same thing. I mean, at that point, you're splitting hairs. You're getting into semantics. And honestly, you're kind of like making me mad to sit there and be like, well, that doesn't mean no opinion, Jared. Like, okay, like, come on now. Let's, let's be a little bit smarter out there if we, if we, we can't. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. 615-737-1025. Does Marcus need better stats? What does Floyd think? Does he care? We'll get to that next. Jared in the GM. 615-737-1025. Authentically American. Their stats are great. Why? Because their clothes are all made in the USA. And that includes their all-new Sweat Ink, which, of course, is activated by your hard work in the gym. Go check out their Sweat Ink line online, authenticallyamerican.us. If your business needs apparel, you got to go to Authentically American. They'll get what you're looking for, similar to what you already have, but a significantly better product because it's made in the USA. And on top of it, it's competitively priced with what you're already buying. Polos, jackets, socks, Oxfords, vests, hats, everything Authentically American has it, and they will take great care of you. They take great care of us, and I absolutely love them. Love everything that they have at Authentically American, and I love the fact that when you place an order with Authentically American, you can get 20% off. That's right, 20% off if you use promo code JARED with your order. That's right, my name, Jared, J-A-R-E-D. That's promo code Jared at authenticallyamerican.us. You get 20% off your order, whether it's for a charity, whether it's for a business, whether it's for a gym, whether it's whatever, 20% off of everything, even if it's just buying for you. Just buying a couple polos, want them made in the USA, authenticallyamerican.us, promo code Jared. Jared of the GM at ESPN 1025 The Game. What's the line, though, on that between not throwing interceptions, not putting the ball in danger, but also being able to take a shot? that may not result, may result in an interception or something like that. Right. And Coach Vrabel, we talk about all the time, you have to play aggressive. 
you know, in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish in this league, you have to, to play aggressive. You can't play conservative. So finding the happy medium, you know, I trust our guys with any 50-50 ball. So if there is a, a matchup or something that we like, we're going to try and, and take advantage of it. That was Marcus Mariota today. You know, hey, you got to be aggressive. Well, how aggressive has Mariota been? He has no interceptions. But, again, I, I don't know what the answer to that is or isn't or so on and so forth. Anywho, looking at Marcus's stats, Floyd, do you care about Marcus's stats? And I, I mean that in all sincerity. When you look at a quarterback and you evaluate, and we talk about 11 touchdown passes with Mariota last year, and you you think to yourself, that's absurd, that's ridiculous, that's – but do you really – care about his stats well you don't care about his stats if you're winning you know i mean if that's the the only reason stats become an an item for anybody is if they're trying to prove the quarterback is playing really really good and you can't win a game or there is no football evidence you know you're not a football guy so you can't watch a film and come up with an analysis well how do you get your analysis well you see what the stats are and if he ranks middle of the pack, then he's a middle of the pack quarterback, whether his name's Tom Brady or Joe Blow. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's not, not from a team standpoint. I think you can learn something from a team standpoint, but it's hard to, it's hard to often learn something from a, from an individual standpoint. Well, for example, in, in quarter, quarterbacks who have started every game, so this doesn't count Minshew and it doesn't count Kyle Allen, Mariota's fifth in quarterback rate. Uh, quarterback rating for whatever you want to make that you know he's fifth in the league he's the best quarterback in the league in interceptions first he's 10th in touchdowns that's pretty good he's 19th in yards he's 23rd in yards per game I just my thing with Mariota Sacks are he's never gonna be a 330 a game guy he's never gonna be like what was Ryan last week 395 Ryan will be 395 almost every week. Ryan will throw for 400 yards. When they are oh, losing yeah, for an entire throw, game. Yeah, it's no big deal for him. Ryan will throw for 400 yards. Right. Yeah. So Ryan throws for 400 yards on Sunday. Mariota throws for 222. Who is the better quarterback? Yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line is, again, it's not, it's not the number of yards. It's, not the, it's you know, how efficient you are, what you're doing with the ball. You know, his, Ryan's, all Ryan's yards were made and when we were ahead by... 14 or 17 and they're checked down check down tight end check down check down tight end well, no, i mean 400 he, yards in that, he but. got oh he got he ended up getting well you figure how many do who, what did julio jones have 60 yards and uh and the other kid the young kid had one catch i, I mean, didn't know he had so, a catch yeah so i mean the receivers the guys you're scared to death of weren't really a giant factor it was the tight ends and running backs i shouldn't say that sanu had had some yards um, but I mean, you know, they didn't have a passing quarterback. I mean, a passing touchdown. So, I mean, it's hard. You can you can have all those yards go up and down the field. If we're keeping you out of the end zone, we're probably going to be in good shape. So, like, I think there's a handful of quarterbacks in the league who are always going to throw for 350 yards and or 330. And at the end of a game, you'll sit there and say, "Man, I didn't even know Philip Rivers played that well." But Philip Rivers had 372 yards and three touchdowns and a pick. I mean, I didn't even think he played that well in that game, but he had 371 and three touches. And for me, like Mahomes, Breeze, Ryan, Rivers, Stafford, those guys will always throw for 300 yards. Now, we can talk about Marcus all we want and how they're a 9-7 and seven team. 
Stafford, I feel like, is a 9-7 and seven quarterback. Maybe even worse than that. I mean, what's Detroit's annual record with Stafford at quarterback? 7-9? So he's run through five coaches in his career. So I'm just looking at just you know, being honest and taking a look at these quarterbacks, and I'm saying, would I trade what I have with Mariota right now to get Matthew Stafford's stats? Because I promise you, if the Titans start winning games or even losing games, but they're but Mariota plays the same, again, no interceptions, 220 yards, not turning the ball over, but they lose the game, the fans will want him out of here because the stats won't be good enough. Oh, your little poll? you talking about that poll? I'm just talking about everything in general. Oh, yeah, that poll's a great indicator. I mean, it's poll, if, we, if the... we lose, it's going to be 20%. If we win, it's going to be 60%. You win two in a row, then it's 75%. You lose two in a row, then it's, you know, 15%. Well, what if he throws four touchdowns and a loss? Like, that's what Stafford that doesn't does. matter. doesn't matter. I mean, it's a, it's a W or the L. And if, if, you're, if you're losing and you go out there and throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns and whatever else, I mean, I don't think they'll be near as it, – it won't be exciting for them. So, so do you think Marcus needs better stats? Or do you think the evaluation of Mariota – comes down simply to whether or not the team wins games. Well, the evaluation of the quarterback is coming from football guys. So, you know, they, they, that's the, the one consoling thought that we have. You know, this isn't a, a an accountant or a lawyer or somebody that's making a football decision. You're talking about football guys. So they know what they're looking for. And and the stats, if you know, if you can win eleven games, and you're rated the twenty fifth quarterback in the country, I mean in the NFL, and and you're playing good, and you're winning, then it won't make a bit of difference. Okay, but see, that's a really bold. That's like a really broad, generic statement. To I think a specific question, which is, does Mariota need to have better stats? Do you do you think right now? I mean, right now he's on pace for 28 touchdowns and no interceptions. Now, I feel fairly certain he's not going to accomplish that this year. But I don't think anybody would turn away a quarterback who's 28 touchdowns and no picks. Now, you could make the argument that Mahomes is going to throw for 50 touchdowns. So you're going to go with a quarterback who's throwing 28. 28 is middle of the pack in the NFL. So you're going to go with 28 touchdowns. But he's not going to turn the ball over throwing an interception? I think you and I would take that. Marcus is on pace to throw for three hundred, uh, for excuse me, three uh, thirty-seven hundred yards, which in nineteen ninety-seven was a lot of yards. That's not a ton of yards in two thousand and nineteen, no. whatever the hell year this is. No. Thirty-seven hundred yards. So if you can go the way that he's going, and you can keep with that, a lot of people would argue that that's not good enough because they're two and two right now, and that would put you on pace for eight and eight. I don't think that the quarterback stats and the team's current record really add up to – I don't think they equate to anything. Well, yeah, but, uh, I mean, the record is going to be the thing. If you're playing really good and we're not winning, then it's not – you know, whatever you're doing isn't good enough. That's my point. That's why this week, you know, he needs to he needs to lift everybody up a little bit. To give him, you know, a little bit because we obviously we need something. Now, is that something Taylor Lewan? Maybe I don't know what it is, 
but we need a little little something something to get us over the hump here because we're not you know we're just kind of it's two and two that's what i mean I, I, you know that very definition of average and so that's not that's not going to be good enough but again and this i think is like a chicken and the egg discussion is the two and two his fault is it two. his fault they're two and two Oh, he's had direct correlation. I mean, the, the indie game. Yeah, I, I blame him for the indie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how much good. And and last week, although if Casey know, doesn't, win, if Casey doesn't chop off sides in the indie game, if AJ there, Brock has there the ball, are a lot of things. But he had a direct correlation, and and he's the quarterback. The quarterback is the linchpin for everything, everything. And, not for the Chicago and, Bears. It's not. Well, we'll find that out now, won't we? Oh, I think the Bears are going to be a better team with Daniel in at quarterback. And like I said, we will find that out now. Um, but I mean, the the and and one of the better examples ever is Minnesota. I mean, here's Kirk Cousins, the ninety million fully guaranteed dollar contract. He can't win a game. He's can't. His record versus anybody with a winning record is like one and eight. I mean. It, what do you what do you think? I mean, he's the those guys are the and they've got a running back, they've got defense, they've got, you know, Dixon some players. Yeah. So it's not like there's you know, it's not like the cupboard's bare. And a guy like him, if he can go out and lift that team up, play you know, he doesn't have to be the best quarterback to ever pick up a football. You just got to go out there and set the tempo and be leader and, you know, do the things that you do best. And I think that's the same with Marcus. I mean, we're not going to change the offense all of a sudden and say, okay, Marcus, we're going to throw 50 balls this week. I mean, that's not going to happen. You know, we're going to go out there and we're going to try to run it. I mean, that's why these two teams are very, very similar. What Buffalo wants to do and what we want to do are very, very similar. They both play good defense. They both, on offense, it's not quite as good as the defense, except their quarterback threw three interceptions last week before he got hurt. And ours hasn't. So that's what I'm saying. He's, I think he's the one that's got to you know, be able to lift us up and over the top on that. Josh on Twitter says no one expects Marcus to throw four touchdowns against Buffalo, but he is expected not to take a bunch of sacks and hit receivers when they are open. Just give them a chance to win. I go back to this. Last year at Buffalo, he gave you a chance to win that game. And you can say I don't see you can pick out games all year long, both sides of the ball. I'm just using Buffalo as the example. Is, and it, but that's not the point. Because they play Buffalo. The point is whoever we're playing, whoever this team is, it really doesn't matter. We need to get on a little bit of a roll here. We need to get out of, you know, two and two, three and three, four and four. We need to try to break out. And and after the performance last week, you would like to think maybe you have a little confidence. Maybe you have belief. Maybe these receivers feel like, hey, I can beat these guys. And Marcus feels better in the offensive line. The areas that we've really struggled in the first part of the year ought to feel a lot better right now. Does that mean they're great? No, I'm not saying they're great. But they ought to feel like, hey, we need to go out and perform. Offensive line, guess what? The uh, right guard's not going to fall out of the sky. 
you know, whatever's lining up there, that's the right guard that you that's going to be there, and that's the guy we got to find out, find a way to win with whoever that is. We get Taylor back. Everybody's got to be feeling good about that. You know, the running game. I mean, Henry got his hundred last week. I mean, it's there. You've got all those things. Now we got to build on that. We can't go backwards. We can't look at this next team and say, "Oh my God, this team." We're I'm so worried about this team. This you do team's going to kill me. I'm talking about the players. I'm not talking oh. about the fans. I'll say you do that every week. I'm saying the players. The players got to be able to say, "Hey, you know what? This is a home game for us. We have not played well at home. It's time for us to for us to, you know, find a way to pull this thing out." 615-737-1025, former Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders will join us next. What about A.J. Brown and Corey Davis's big days? Plus, what has he seen out of Mariota? We'll get to that coming up next. It's Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025, the game. Titans passing game looked Actually pretty decent on Sunday. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, both close to 100 yards. Two touchdowns for A.J. Brown, one for Corey Davis. Mariota, 220-ish and and three touchdowns. And again, the fans on the approval poll are rating Mariota high. 62% is currently where the poll is for Marcus Mariota. Uh, Do you approve of Mariota as the quarterback? 62%. Say yes. Join now by former Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders. Chris, what did you Let's see? Go. What did you see differently in the passing game on Sunday against Atlanta than we have seen in the past? Yeah, number one, we just start with the offensive line. The offensive line basically kept Mariota clean the whole time. I mean, if you look at some of the plays, there was nobody even close to Mariota, and he threw basically the ball on time. And one thing I love that Mariota did is he threw the ball before the receiver's, receiver's open, so the DB had no chance, you know, especially with the uh, the first play to, um, you know, A.J. Brown when he caught the slant and took it 55. And then after that, he throws it to Corey Davis. He just threw the ball on time. He looked confident. He went through his reads, and the offensive line did a fantastic job, baby. Chris, how excited should I be about what I calm saw down, Sunday, and down. how much should it be pump the brakes? Calm down, pump your brakes, big guy. Come Go on for now. me. <laughs> um, I mean – the one thing you can be excited is is about Marcus. I mean, Marcus has been getting, you know, run through the mud and saying he's not a quarterback, he can't do this, he can't recut, all that crazy stuff. We should be excited about what he did against this defense. I mean, you know, the last two games he's been playing, he, he hasn't played terrible and he hasn't played good. It's just kind of that gray area. I just think he took a step forward by just making plays and letting the, letting the game come to him and taking what the defense gives you. That's what you be, should be excited for. AJ got his two got his two TDs. Yeah, yeah. first time a rookie's gotten them since since what since. And I want to know the game and how long they were. And I know you know Cincinnati. Yeah, huh? <laughs> it, was, it was was it three catches for one hundred five? I know everything. <laughs> so it was essentially exactly like AJ's day on Sunday yeah. against Atlanta. Yeah, I mean it was, but but if you look at it, it was the exact same thing. It wasn't a slant and. And, and take it the distance, it was Chris Chandler seeing one-on-one coverage and throwing the ball to your playmaker. And, I, and I'm, I'm, not bo- I'm not busting my bubble. But just A.J. Brown, just put the ball in his hands and let him make plays, and that's exactly what Mariota did. So I'm proud of A.J. Brown. He didn't get frustrated because he didn't catch a couple of passes before. But just stand with the process and make him plays, and that ignited the Tennessee Titans. 
And and those big plays, yeah, yeah. As you as you mentioned, I mean that's a that's yeah. the the beginning of everything. If you yeah. can start like that, what um um did you see anything different in um any of the other receivers that maybe especially Davis? Yeah. That maybe I mean I know the ball came out better, mm-hmm. but I mean did he did you see him kind of shake himself after the one drop or what you what do you think? Yeah, I, I, Floyd, that's a great question. I mean, you know that one drop that he made on that he missed on third down, then he comes back and he makes a play and makes a touchdown. It just shows you his maturity. You know, you know, back in the day, he probably would have got mad. No, probably not get mad, but just probably got frustrated because he missed the pass. But one thing he did is he stayed focused and said, you know what, the next time the ball comes, I'm going to make a play and make a touchdown. That's exactly what he did. Former Titans receiver Chris Sanders is with us. What can the Titans take forward offensively from Atlanta and take it into Buffalo? Because I think, yeah. I mean, it's two totally different games, two yeah. totally different defenses. But what can we walk away with from the Atlanta game and think they can do going forward? You know what? You know, Jay, that's a great question is execution. I mean, we've been talking about it the whole season. We talked about it after the uh, the Browns game. Is If you just execute, if the, if the two tackles execute, if the two guards execute, if the tight end execute, if the, if the receivers execute, if the quarter executes, then go on defense, same thing. If they put uh, a pass rush and they execute, if they execute in the secondary, it's all about execution. And if, if the Tennessee Titans can continually do that and not, get, and not have turnovers on offense, I'm telling you, this can be a dangerous team. And then another thing that we're really not talking about, this, def- this, uh, this defense from the Tennessee Titans is really, really good. Just imagine when, when Jeffrey Simmons comes back. What kind of defense can this be? I'm, I'm telling you, man, if they keep doing what they're doing and execute on defense, something special can happen. Do you – I mean, I can't help but think when you look at this group of receivers yeah. that are out there. I mean, here's Humphreys who's, you know, he's catching 60, 70 balls a year mm-hmm. who hasn't gotten his yet, and, yeah. and I'm sure it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got the receivers. You've got the quarterback who played the way he played, especially in the first half. True. you got the running back get his 100. Mm-hmm. After a performance like that for an offense, don't you have to – and you're getting Taylor Wan back. Yeah. Don't you feel like going in this next game – you know, you got to be excited. Man, you got your chest poked out a little bit. I mean, not, not in a bad way. I mean, you're confident because you finally, you know, did great in every phase of the game. Look at offense. Look at what they did in offense. I mean, the offensive line was struggling the last two games. They put it together. Now you, you add Taylor Lewan. Now it gets even better. Look at the receivers, man. They, they ran the proper routes. Mariota threw the ball on time, and they made explosive plays. I know a lot of times we talk about that Mariota's not throwing it down the field and connecting for 60 yards, but when you catch a slant or you catch a 10-yard pass and you take it a distance, that's an explosive play. So when they go into the Buffalo game, they should walk in that stadium with confidence, not a cockiness, a confidence to say, you know what, if we execute in this phase of the game, we'll make our defense better and make our special teams better. Which wide receiver impressed you more Sunday, Davis or A.J. Brown? Um, I'm going to say A.J. Brown. I mean, I know Davis, you know, made a great touchdown, but A.J. Brown, what he did is he took a simple play and made it explosive. I mean, that, that, that's what you do. That's what separates the good from being great. Everybody can catch the nine ball. Everybody can catch the post. Everybody can catch the out route. But not too many guys can have yak, yards after catch. You run a slant that's basically a seven- or, or eight-yard play, and you turn it into 55, that's what makes it so special because now you made an explosive play. Former Titans receiver Chris yes, Sanders joining us on the show. As always, Chris, we will see you on Sunday. You're kicking me off already? <laughs> well, we got enough. We got your hot take. <laughs> 
Appreciate you guys. Love Thanks. you guys. We'll All see you, Chris. Okay, bye-bye. Former Titans receiver Chris Sanders joining us on the show. So he talked about A.J. Brown right there and the idea that A.J. Brown took a simple play and made it explosive. Is that a one-time thing, or is he capable of doing that on a consistent basis? Well, I mean, that kind of thing happens every every game in the league, you know. We haven't seen a lot of it. And so it's really, really nice to see somebody do it so that you know you can, in fact, do it. Um, but no, I mean, you're not going to see it every game, but you, you're going to see it. I mean, I would have to think periodically. That they'll throw this something is, and AJ break a tackle and he'll... Well, this is the second time we've thrown him a slant and he's gotten, you know, the first time he got like 45 out of it and this time he got whatever that touchdown run was. So, I mean, he's he's as good as he might be as a, as a receiver. When the ball's in his hand now, he's he's a for real runner. And so if he can continue to do that, then maybe that'll be... You know, something that we can make a staple of the offense, something we can count on. Coming up next, Floyd, another embarrassing story in the chapter book of the 2019 Tennessee Volunteers football season. And this one is a little bit deeper than maybe some of the embarrassments on the field. We'll get to that coming up next. Jared of the GM, it's ESPN 1025 The Game.